Welcome to the Ultradent Products Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Newton Fall Jr. Dr. Fall graduated from Londrina State University, Brazil in 1987, and then from the University of Iowa College of Dentistry in 1989, where he received his Certificate in Operative Dentistry and Master of Science degree. After returning to Brazil, he settled in Curitiba, where he maintains a private practice emphasizing aesthetic restorative dentistry. Dr. Fall is also the founder and past president of the Brazilian Society of Aesthetic Dentistry. Thanks for joining us today. We have a special guest, Dr. Newton Fall, who is here in Salt Lake City with us all the way from Brazil. And he is going to be sharing some insight about anterior composite restorations. How are you, Dr. Fall? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, What tips can you share with our audience about creating beautiful anterior restorations? Well, first and foremost, I think one of the things that's important to understand when we're doing an anterior composite restoration is that there is a lot of artistry involved in the process. We are dentists, and as such, we do a lot of biological-related procedures. But oftentimes we forget that there is an artistic component to what we do. And the artistry involved relates to color, to shape, and there is an innate feeling to each and every dentist that can be aroused to the point that they will be actually doing artistic work, even as they are benefiting their patients with the treatment they are providing. So what I try to do is to bring in to the scientific, biological realm of dentistry the artistry that is pertinent to to that realm. And composites are just the perfect material for that. Number one, because they will allow the operator to be creative in that he or she will sculpture that uh, restoration from beginning to end. They will create the form. They will create the shape. They will need to bring in the concepts of four-dimensionality, of color, opacity, translucency, hue, value, chroma, fluorescence, opalescence. And uh, so there is an intermingling of concepts that come into play to provide the optimal aesthetic result. So it's not blunt. It's very lively, very dynamic. And when the dentist, when the audience perceives that concept, I see many times a glittery eye amongst them where they, they will come to me afterwards and say, listen, this is so grand because I was burnt out with the dentistry that I was doing. And this has provided me a new insight not from my lecture, but from what's out there in terms of uh, technology, in terms of materials, in terms of techniques. I'm just one of many who are promoting this. So this is one of the main 
aspects of my lecture. And that would be really exciting for dentists who are doing restorations in a simple way and have been for a long time that are bored, maybe, with the monotony of, like Dr. Fisher says, drill the hole and plug it up and drill the hole and plug it up and drill the hole and plug it up. And this brings creativity into the profession. So that's really exciting. Absolutely. Creativity is part of our lives. Everything we do on a daily basis has to do with creativity. And uh, it wouldn't be different in dentistry. We're sitting there amongst four walls facing a patient (laughs) with their mouths wide open. And what else have we got to do but be creative? I mean, we obviously we have some standards to go by. But why not be creative and artistic in providing and achieving the results that we, we aim for? Now, if a dentist has never taken this approach before, how can they start? This seems intimidating. It's a, an entire mind shift. Where can they begin? Well, let's go back to Renaissance. How did Rubens, how did Michelangelo, da Vinci actually become so prominent in their own field? It wasn't by chance. Obviously, God gave them an innate ability to perform what they did. But they were students of art. They were students of anatomy, of shape, of color. They were scientists. So the number one step is to be a student, ever be a student, and read everything that is pertinent and relevant to aesthetic dentistry outside the dental realm. I I do a lot of reading outside dentistry on art, on color, on shape, on artistry, and that gives, that adds a different flavor to what I do in in dentistry. So that's the number one thing. Uh, Do a lot of reading outside dentistry. And number two is read a lot of things about dentistry and how uh, artistry comes into play. And then the number three thing is to go through hands-on programs, which can take the, the doctor through a practical approach of how to actually implement concepts that are available. There's much that has been published. Um, Literature is so prolific. There's so much out there. It's very difficult to even be up to date with everything that's available. We need practical stuff. We need programs that take a doctor from A to Z. Here's how you do it. So my advice would be get involved in hands-on programs that will teach you how to perform such restorations, where you can see a mentor performing it, learning from little practical hints, um, how to manipulate the material, how to handle the instrument, how to contour it, how to envision the, co- the forms and the contours. So it's going into the practical aspect of learning. That's what I would recommend. 
Now you're giving courses all over the world. If a dentist were to attend your course, what types of practical tips could they expect to learn? I try to be as didactic as I can, and I'll tell you why. I've always had a difficult time with professors or teachers from primary school through college to professional school who couldn't really lay out a program sequentially that would be easily understood by those who were sitting there and listening to him or her. And that made such a, uh, an impact on me that I said to myself that if I one day ever decide to be a teacher, I want to make it in such a simple and easy way that everybody, not even somebody who's not in the field, in the profession, will be able to understand it. So the tips and hints that I give are such that I think anyone could understand. And I'm not praising myself. Please understand, it's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I, I try to get around the dull areas of education, uh, whereby much is said and not, not a lot is taught. Mm-hmm. So what, I'm tr- what I try to do is I try to lay out principles that are applicable on a day-to-day basis following a sequential protocol from A to Z that they can perform and implement on a daily basis. And is there one of those tips that you could share with the audience that you don't need to have visuals for? Oh, absolutely. Um, okay, color selection, cha- shade selection is a, a major one. Everybody asks me, how can I get the shade to match? Okay, there are a few principles. Number one, you have to select a resin that has optical and physical properties that match the natural dentition. And that's one of the hints that I'll give them. These are the systems, and there are many, not just one, Mm -hmm. that will provide you with the ability to match the optical and physical properties of natural dentin and enamel, systems such and such. And then I'll say, okay, so here's how you select a shade. You will go through making a customized shade tab to visualize the actual composite shade, not through the Vita Shade Guide, but through the actual customized shade tab. The composite itself. The composite itself, so they can visualize what the composite looks like. And then they will move on to what I call a color mock-up, where they will actually build up the restoration. Let's say you're doing a large class four. There's a large amount of sound structure uh, missing and you're building it up based upon the principles so you can visualize the final restoration in three or four minutes before you do the final restoration adhesively if anything goes wrong you can always flick it back and redo it as you will uh, as as your final restoration so uh, these are things that i will point out very practically giving them hints and tips as to how to do them, how to select the proper armamentarium, how to use the right 
uh, approach um, every time. And I believe everybody will be able to benefit from it. Great. And if one of our audience members would like to attend one of your lectures, do you have a website or a schedule posted somewhere? How do they find out where, where you're going to be? I certainly do. My website is www.fall.com.br. And fall is spelled F-A-H-L www.fall.com.br, as in Brazil. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Fall. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. For a full archive of our podcast, please visit podcast.ultradent.com. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for an upcoming podcast, please call us at 800-268-9010.